0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hassan, back with another episode here on The Truth. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are continuing our coverage of 30 Teams in 30 Days, episode number 29, as we're going to be taking a deeper dive and looking at the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. If you guys are new to 30 Teams in 30 Days, it is our individual team preview we do for every MLB team to get you guys prepared for the upcoming season, whether that's players or just the team itself. For those that are new, we will first go over our team MVP, predict on stay on the division, a big-name acquisition and a big-name loss in the offseason, some other ads or losses that we failed to mention that we wanted to touch base on more, our biggest bust on the team, our breakout player, and then AJ will do the minor league player to look out for. Him. Without further ado, who is going to be your team MVP for the LA Angels? The man I want to give it to in my heart
1: is not gonna get it. It's gonna be Shohei Ohtani. I want to give to Trout so bad because he's been the face of the franchise, but it has to be Shohei. Last year was an amazing year. Like it was incredible. I mean, offensively hitting thirty-four home runs with a two seventy-three batting average, eleven stolen bases, ninety runs, ninety RBIs, and then on the pitching side, basically being a Cy Young candidate. It's just crazy what Shohei's doing. And I think what really gave him the nod was, especially watching him in the WBC, him come in and pitch uh, almost, I think, nine innings. I think think he allowed maybe one run, or he didn't allow any runs. Coming in relief, him striking out Trout was really fun to watch. And also hitting. He hit, like, over 400, had a home run, a couple doubles, and a decent amount of RBIs in the at-bats that he had.
0: Yeah, everyone in their heart wants to give it to Trout, but... There's nobody like Shohei Otani. And frankly, I don't know if there'll ever be somebody like Shohei Otani. When he broke out into the scene with the Angels and got signed by Japan, a lot of people were obviously very optimistic. It's showtime. You know, Shohei Otani is going to be here, and he really has not disappointed. He's gotten better every year on both sides, pitching and hitting. Probably a good point, too. I mean, you could have done a coin toss and say whoever won that at-bat, whether it was Trout or Otani in the WBC would get the nod, and Shohei Otani struck out Mike Trout, just blew fastballs by him like there was no tomorrow. I just love his power numbers on the offensive side, 34 home runs and 95 RBIs. He batted 273, which is very good. If if that was the stats of any hitter right there, he'd almost be the team MVP on every single team. On top of that, he had 11 stolen bases, so he's very fast too. And then last year, touch base on his pitching. He had a tremendous year pitching, a 2.33 ERA, a 15 and 9 record, 166 innings pitched, 44 walks, and 219 strikeouts. Very lively there, and a whip of just over one at 1.01. I mean, it doesn't get much better than this. I, I mean, should you say a candidate candidacy, obviously, and then Cy Young candidacy? You combine the two together, you get Shohei Otani, and just a freak. He's so good in so many aspects. He mentioned even more uh, the fact that he was able to perform on the World Baseball Classic. He doesn't hit that leadoff double uh, against Mexico in the semifinals. Who knows if Japan's even in? They probably will be because they ended up, you know, whatever. But still, a momentum center. He's a momentum player. Pitches one day, DH is the next day. He plays as many games as possible, and single-handedly, him and Trout do everything they can to hopefully have the Angels to have success. And then, obviously, Mike Trout. Um, he's just really good. Biggest thing with him is. Trying to stay healthy, but I mean, Mike Trout's really solid. Everybody knows that. Some have called him the greatest of all time. Um, He's a a once-in-a-generational type player. He just gonna get it done against Shohei for Team USA, Captain America. But he's still really good too. Uh, He has struggled with his health recently, and hopefully, he's able to stay healthy. He did a relatively good job last year before injuring his back a little bit. Uh, Predict on where they'll stand in the division. It hurts me to
1: put him there, but it's fourth. They could probably battle for third also. But again, it's going to be hard. The division's really good, but it's the Angels. They always find a way to not make the playoffs or come close to the playoffs. Trout hasn't been in the playoffs since, I believe, it was rookie year or his second year. And uh, they, they need to get him back. I think that. But I think they need to call up prospects. I think those prospects need to perform. I don't think they'll have a good playoff push this year, but I could really see it next year, especially if Shohei stays and they really need to prove something this year. Cause I believe Shohei is a free agent after this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing with the angels, I have them finishing fourth in division two. It's crazy to think though, because in my opinion, they have the two best players in all baseball and they're not going to be making the postseason this year. I mean, they have a chance. Sure. But it's basically Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. That's really all that the angels have. If they had some support on the pitching side or even hitting side for that matter, you'd think more competitively. Also on top of that too, when Trout's going down with some injuries and missing a period of time, that even divots them a little bit more. You can't finish fifth like the A's. You honestly could finish third with competing with the Rangers or even the Mariners for that matter. But you definitely need some help. I don't really feel like they lost too many players. They added more players than they lost at least to help them and be some more role player roles. But Yeah, I think force is a good spot for them. Uh, You know, this, again, you brought up a good point, maybe in a couple of years. uh, But if they really want to make some noise, uh, you mentioned a good point. I do believe Shohei is a free agent. So Shohei obviously wants to win, and he can – well, everyone wants to win, but Shohei does too. He can go anywhere he wants, really. And um, so that's going to be something to kind of – a season that's important for the Angels franchise as a whole. Because they lose Shohei or or Trout. Of course, they're not going to lose Trout. But if they lose Shohei, then they're really screwed a big-name acquisition and a big-name loss in the offseason? I think the
1: big-name acquisition has got to be Tyler Anderson from I believe the Dodgers is where he played last year. Had a really good year last year uh, with the Dodgers, kind of revamped his career. They also signed Matt Moore, took him away from the Rangers. Like I mentioned in that team preview, Matt Moore had a really good year last year, sub-2 ERA coming out of the pen. Uh, didn't start any games, or maybe he had a couple starts. Here and there. And then Brandon Drury uh, kind of bounced around last year from, I want to say Cincinnati, was hitting really well, went over to San Diego, had an all right, uh, all right stretch with San Diego. And now with the Angels, I think Brandon Drury has always been an underrated bat, but I don't know if he's going to do a whole lot for them. And if I'm not lo- wrong, Mike Trout's look I uh. I can't remember his name. Hunter Renfro, I believe. I don't remember if he signed this offseason. season. I remember it was, but it's going to be kind of funny seeing their pictures back-to-back. They look very similar.
0: Yeah. Um, mine was Tyler Anderson, too. You obviously brought up a good point. Tyler Anderson's very good. On top of that, I feel like Tyler Anderson had a really quiet season last year. I feel like not too many people were talking about him just because that rotation was so star-studded. He had a 2.57 ERA in 28 starts, 178 pitches, uh, innings pitch 138 strikeouts so didn't blow it out with the strikeouts but he really limited the walks he's a pitch to contact guy his whip was basically rounded up to being one um i mentioned his limiting of walks 34 walks and 178 innings is very solid um and he, like i said he did everything they needed to do it was kind of his breakout year because he's been in the fours every single year his first season with the dodgers at age 32 had a lot of successes so that's obviously huge for him that's going to be a big add to the rotation um because you need he needs some help in the rotation. can't have Shohei pitch every game. He can play every day, but he can't pitch every day. So that's going to be huge for having a really good solid option at two or three. Um, and then I also, for their, their loss, I'm going to go ahead and go with Michael Lorenzen. Now, Michael Lorenzen didn't have the best of seasons last year for the Angels. He was a full time starter. Uh, when he played for Cincinnati, he only started in a couple of games. He was more not on the path. He had 18 starts in 18 games. 97 innings did deal with some injuries. He's absolutely jacked. Um, he's got good stuff, but he did struggle a little bit with command and having some issues there. Uh, and then his, his stuff wasn't as out as it, it used to be when he was a reliever. He's still a good loss, or still a big loss, though, because like I mentioned, he was going to give you some consistency at some rough outings, but every pitcher does. And having maybe three solid guys there would be a better option for the Angels as a whole. Another big ad that I wanted to touch or talk about, I guess I should say, brief, briefly was Matt Moore. Um, We had just talked about him in the Rangers show, but he had a 1.95 ERA. He had five saves and 74 innings pitched, 83 strikeouts. He's a really good add for the Angels, a a team that struggles on the pitching side a lot, struggles in their bullpen, um, I guess, relatively speaking, I should say. Matt Moore is going to be a great, great arm to add in the bullpen. He stays in the American League West, so he's able to kind of have that experience there. And he's just a very experienced pitcher, um, has, has done a lot for teams. 33 34 i believe so he is getting a little bit up there in age but he's been very consistent he has struggled uh earlier in his career but last year was his really big breakout season it was kind of interesting to see that too um and see his kind of quote unquote breakout year but 74 innings last year text the rangers got a steal i think the angels got a steal this year in him uh drury was another adderys and then carlos estevez another pitcher there. So there weren't many other losses in my opinion. Uh, They did do a good job of kind of filling some holes and trying to put their team at least in the best position possible. Uh, What about your biggest bust on the team? The biggest
1: bust I have is Tucker Davidson. Uh, He's a starting pitcher who came over last year from Atlanta Uh, on the season. He was two and seven with a six, seven, five ERA, 11 starts, 12 appearances. 52 innings with only 33 strikeouts. Uh, Tucker Davidson has just been hit everywhere, every level in the minors. He basically got hit, it felt like. There were some years where he had some really good years. But Atlanta, his rookie year in 2020, uh, had a ten, finished the season with a 10-8 ERA. Got a ring in 2021 with um, only pitching 20 innings with a 3-6 ERA. Uh, he was a full-time starter then. I don't know if they can really figure it out with him in the sense of the Angels never really have developed pitching before. And this spring training kind of backs it up. He's 1-0, but has a 5.54 ERA in the five starts he's had. Uh, 13 innings, 19 strikeouts, so that's helped. But his whip is at a 1-3. His career whip is – or, sorry, his whip last year is at a one So I think that's probably the problem is – uh, just controlled, walking too many guys. He had 35 walks last year, three hit-by-pitches, which is kind of rare having three in uh, only 52 innings. That's usually how many a stall a pitcher would
0: have in an entire season. I'm going to go with Anthony Rendon. Anthony Rendon has definitely been a big disappointment for the Angels after signing that seven-year, $255 million contract after winning the World Series the Nationals in 2019. He had uh, hip surgery in 21 and wrist surgery in 22, so he hasn't been playing very many games. He is, quote-unquote, healthy for now. His goal is just to not to get another surgery. But his last three seasons, I guess I'd say last two, have been shortened a total of, like, 97, 100 games. He's batted about 230, only a couple home runs, not many RBIs, especially with getting 25 and a half million per year, maybe. Is that, is that good math? Um, for the Angels you obviously expect more. Now, granted, you can't control some things with injuries and whatnot, but, you know, I think he'll be relatively healthy this year. He's got potential to be great in that Nationals campaign. He batted 319, 34 home runs, at 126 RBIs, and they won the World Series. I just don't think he's going to be living up to his contract, and that's something that's going to be proving dividend because, then again, signing a guy for seven years, $245 million, and struggling to stay healthy, it hurts the other signings and, and, and using money in that aspect. So... I think he's going to struggle to begin with, but for what he's worth, it's just not going to be a good season for him. And then your breakout player. My breakout player is going to be Joe Adele, another top prospect
1: that they had the last couple of years. Uh, he made his debut in 2020, uh, but last year in 2022, only played in 88 games, going up and down from AAA and the majors. Hit .224, at 264 on base. 107 strikeouts to 11 walks, which is what you not, don't want to see, but you kind of know that with Joe Dell. He's not going to walk a whole lot. He's going to strike out a, a decent amount. I four stolen bases, 27 RBIs, eight home runs, two triples, 12 doubles, and 22 runs. So the counting number is not that bad in the sense of RBIs and runs and extra base hits. Uh, So far in spring training, he's at 229, 275 on base. Again, a lot of strikeouts, 22 strikeouts to two walks. One stolen base, six RBIs, four home runs, one triple, ten runs. So in the counting set, uh, he's going to do decently well in the stolen base, RBIs, and home runs department. And actually, I guess extra base hits in general between triples and doubles. But I think a lot of people have seen his videos. are pretty horrendous on defense. He's had a few balls hit off his glove and go over the fence and count as home runs. <laughs> uh, just not good to see. I know he's been working a lot recently – uh, this last year, especially the spring training on his defense. I think if he's able to somehow limit his strikeouts uh, at the major league level, he can really do a whole lot. He's able to improve, especially with the uh, on base percentage. I think if he's able to bring that up, even though he has a lower batting average, that could really help out the team. And also, Joe is one of those guys who's just been really good, destroys uh, AAA pitching, but when he makes it to the majors, it just. Doesn't convert. Uh, even though he's right there in triple-A. it just kind of sucks. because How good Joe Dell was. I mean, AAA last year he hit had a lower battering average at two thirty nine with a three. But he had a three thirty three on base, so that's so you, that's better. You get that higher on base. He also had thirteen home and fifteen doubles. So again, he's going to have those extra base hits, but it's just the strikeouts and walking is his big issue.
0: I'm going to go ahead and go with Patrick Sandoval, a guy I don't think a lot of people are giving credit. He's been trending forward in the right direction. He had a 5.65 ERA in 20, 3.62 in 21. And last year, he had a 2.91 ERA and almost doubled his innings pitched at about 149 innings. Very consistent pitcher. He's very good, great stuff. His ball moves a lot, a good uh, arm for the starting rotation. I think that's what's huge for the Angels because now you got three relatively good starters for the Angels to work with. You got, obviously, Shohei, Tyler Anderson, and now, uh, not that more, Patrick Sandoval. Patrick Sandoval, going into this campaign, he's only 26 years old. He's got a lot of opportunities to grow and thrive. I think he's going to continue moving forward in the right direction. It's going to be something that the Angels need. I think he's going to get a a little bit lower than the 2.7 ERA. Biggest thing, too, with him is limiting his walks. It's not as bad as some other pitchers, but he's able to limit his walks a little bit more Averages a strikeout in an inning. He's got good stuff. I'm really expecting him to have a really solid campaign. And then your minor league player to look out for. So there's a couple players I really like, but I would have to go with their
1: catching prospect, 19-year-old Edgar Cuero. Uh, Cuero only played in single A last year. Like I said, he's on the young side at 19, especially for catchers. They take a little bit longer to develop usually. But offensively, he hit 312 to 435 on base. In 111 games, he had 84 runs, 75 RBIs, 17 home runs, 2 triples, and 35 doubles with 12 stone bases. Uh, he also had 73 walks to 91 strikeouts, which is really good, uh, especially offensively. Getting a catcher who's really able to develop in the minors at a young age uh, is probably one of the best things you can do as an organization. It just takes longer usually for a catcher to develop offensively because of how much time. Defensively, they have to work, especially with catching bullpens, uh, learning every pitcher. It usually takes a little longer. But their entire system, they got some guys to look out for, uh, especially coming up in the next two to three years. Hopefully sooner than that to try to keep Shohei Otani, like we mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show. They just have a decent amount of guys who can make an impact soon, and they better do that if they want to keep
0: Shohei. That's going to do it for another episode of The Truth, another episode of 30 Teams in 30 Days, episode number 29. Hopefully, you guys did enjoy. If you guys did, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter at The Truth as one well to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value. We have one more episode to talk about, and that is the Houston Astros. Hopefully, you guys are excited for that. If you guys, like I said, enjoyed this podcast and other podcasts, please let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Heston, joined once again by AJ Ponciano. Take care and good night. Peace.